This is the All In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Welcome in, everyone, to a new episode of the All In Clemson Tigers podcast, our first ever game recap episode. I'm Briley. I'm joined by Carter. We just finished. Excuse me, I didn't step on your toes there. Did you want to say something? How's it going, everybody? (laughs) Thank you for that input. We just finished watching the Clemson game, and what a game it was. Edge of my seat all game. Yeah, we decided that this week would be a great week to start doing game recaps, thinking, oh, it'll be easy to do a recap, not a big game. We'll get some practice in before they get a real game. Joke's on us. Clemson won't have a real game this season. Ouch. And this game is tough because there aren't a ton of takeaways necessarily, I would say. Not many at all, no. We'll give it a shot. But in the future, we'll spice this up a little bit. We'll do more takeaways. We'll do winners and losers. We'll do other things. Anything. I don't know. We'll do something more fun. (laughs) We're, We're finding out on the way as well. But, uh, yeah, in the future, we will definitely add a few more features to this episode, to the game recaps. But we will be doing this every week in addition to our normal episodes, which come out either late Thursday night or Friday morning, depending on how quickly I get them out. (laughs) So be sure to stick around for that this Thursday because we will preview the UNC game and we will do some of the regular things that we do on the All In Clemson Tigers podcast. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and talk about the game that just wrapped up this weekend, Clemson versus Charlotte. Of course, Clemson won 52-10. to 10. Shocking news here. Breaking news <laughs> you're finding out on this recap. You heard it here first. Dominated Charlotte. Um, Clemson only gave up 216 yards. They had a pretty clean game. They did have a couple of turnovers, but eh, that was because they're backups. I was going to say those are backups. And you want to – and it was – like the backups backups because <laughs> this is the most amazing stat you will ever hear. I could this is insane. Clemson played a school record 111 players against Charlotte. The previous record for Clemson was 94. So they beat it by 17 players. Wow. And included in all of those were Dabo Sweeney's son and then uh <laughs> what is it? Defensive coordinator, what's his yeah, name again? Brent Venables. Yeah, his son and Jake then, Venables. Kirk Herbstreet's sons played as well. You got everybody there. Yeah, a bunch of famous sons playing. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the starters played for about a quarter and a half. So, yeah, we, we talked on Thursday, or when we last had our last episode, which if you listen to it, it was probably on Friday. We thought that one of the, or one of the big things that I wanted to see was I didn't want to see the starters in the second half because I didn't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, you barely saw them in the second quarter. Yeah, wish granted because they <laughs> didn't play much beyond the first quarter in fact Trevor Lawrence only threw one pass in the second quarter and it was a touchdown (laughs) yeah I mean (laughs) not much to say about that yeah so I guess one of the takeaways is that Clemson is pretty deep and Dabo Sweeney is an excellent coach for getting 111 players in this game to play (laughs) that's really special and pretty cool but beyond that Clemson extended their school record winning streak to 19 games from 18 games. What do you know? Uh, and this was also Dabo's 150th game coaching. And because he won, his record is now 120 and 30. Not too shabby, I'd say. Yeah. Not bad at all. 
Now, one thing that the broadcasters brought up that I thought was important was uh, they mentioned that Charlotte played Tennessee last year <laughs> at Tennessee to uh, sort of get ready for this game in Death Valley. Don't you mean they just got paid to play them? Yeah, that's true. Now yeah. they lost, of course, but I was thinking that maybe Charlotte should have played Georgia State instead <laughs> to prepare for Clemson because... Well, I don't know if you know if Georgia State beat Tennessee this year <laughs> at Neyland Stadium. So, yeah, better luck next time, Charlotte. You should have scheduled Georgia State in- instead of the Cupcake Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they got paid about it. I think I saw it was a million dollars to play Clemson. So, yeah, I think they're bad. I think they're all happy with it. And that I think that. they had a fun time. Will Healy <laughs> seems like an interesting coach. And actually, yeah. they showed a kind of a cool um, little scene before the game where Dabo was uh, talking to Will Healy and his wife and his son, his four-year-old son. And we talked about this on the last episode, how Dabo was texting Will. And Dabo, I'm watching you closely to make sure that you're not doing this anymore. <laughs> no more texting opposing coaches during the week. But it was cool to see. The the son seemed really excited to see Dabo and uh, the family. Anyways, Will, Will Healy just seems like a fun coach. And there have been a couple of stories that have come out about how he looks up to Dabo, and that's why they were texting, because he, he he's kind of like a, a young Dabo wannabe. And that's not a knock on him. He, this is a fir- his first year coaching, but he's really trying to coach like Dabo Sweeney does, which is which is good. I mean, come what on, Dabo Sweeney's doing. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll build a program like Clemson and Charlotte, but <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start on the defensive side of the ball. The defense... Didn't give up a first half touchdown. So that makes Once again. four straight games where they haven't given up a defensive touchdown. And you brought an interesting stat up to me. And yeah. I'd like to know the stat, first of all, and how you heard this stat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was watching a different game last night. What game was that? Uh, I was watching the Oregon-Stanford game, and they mentioned that Oregon. Why were you watching that game? Oh, uh, because I'm an Oregon fan as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um but Oregon's also actually one of the only four teams in the country that haven't given up a first half touchdown as well. I guess we should look up who the other two teams are. But yeah, I, I'm Oregon glad that you Clemson br- are at least. You brought that to my t- attention right after I pressed record mm-hmm. on uh, my little device here, so we didn't have time to look that up. I don't but even know where to find it right for now. For those so. of you at home, go ahead and do your homework and look <laughs> it up. But I'm giving you half the stat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. Can't do all the work smart. for you guys. Yeah, right. Come on, that's right. Nonetheless, Clemson is one of the four teams in the country who has yet to give up a first-half touchdown, which is mighty impressive, considering the teams that they played, besides Charlotte. They have played three Power 5 teams, mind you. I mean, not to like take away from it, but like it actually is quite impressive. I mean, oh, yeah, you could just yeah. have one drive or give up one big play without paying attention or something, like, there you go, this touchdown. But, I mean, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Again, and let's not forget that we've been harping this over and over, but the defense was the question coming into the season. It seemed like it was going to be the question, at least they've answered all those questions mm-hmm. and more. Yeah. And they've already played the tough part of the quote unquote, the tough part of their schedule. So maybe the defense won't give up a touchdown in the first half all season. Well, we got ways to go, but that'd be pretty <laughs> cool. Actually. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the line on this game was 51 and a half. Uh, points and Clemson just covered actually so you will not see Charlotte Clemson on bad beats on SVP anytime soon because Clemson did cover just barely but they did the defense only allowed 63 passing yards as well which 
This is an interesting stat. It marks the 10th time since 2017 that they've held an opponent under 100 passing yards. Hmm. <laughs> Which, well, just let that sink in for a second. 10 times in three or two and a half seasons, well, two and a quarter seasons, that they've held an opponent under 100 passing yards in the modern-day college football. That's incredible. It's they are tied for that stat, though, uh, with none other than the Michigan Wolverines, who are... <laughs> On the decline. So I would say that Clemson probably has a shot of staying ahead of Michigan from here on out. That's a, Actually, that's quite an impressive stat. Just looking, like you said, like watching all the college football and all the quarterbacks throwing. Like just watched highlights of like the UCLA game against Washington State and the guys throwing nine touchdowns in a game. <laughs> yeah. Like to do that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And especially against a Charlotte team that's put up, I forget what they've averaged, but it's been, I think it's like 45 points a game so far this year. Granted, they played UMass one of those games. That's all right. But, uh, but still putting a, up points. Yeah, a team that had been putting up points. It, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you put up 45 points a game, yeah, you, you're doing something right. But the defense held the passing game in check. The one area that they didn't do as great of a job at stopping was the run game. They gave up 153 rushing yards, which, again, isn't a ton necessarily. And they only they ran the ball, Charlotte did, 39 times, and they averaged 3.9 yards. So nothing great there, but they did see it. Remember in college football that sacks count as rushing yards as well, and the Clemson had two sacks. So that played into it. But Charlotte did break some good runs throughout the game fairly consistent, consistently. Mm-hmm. So are you concerned after this disappointing performance from the defense against the run game? No, I mean, not concerned. I mean, like you said, they ran the ball 39 times, only three yards per carry. I mean, that's not amazing, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, come I'm on, obviously kidding. I know you are, but I got to take this serious, man. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for answering. Can't overlook it every game. That's right. Just call me well, Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, we got to remember he was describing the Charlotte 49ers like the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> well, they just crushed whatever 49ers they were playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the defense played well. They had uh, they had a pick six, which was great to see. Mm-hmm. And again, the defense isn't a question. All the questions that we had on offense, however, will not be answered. None of the none of the questions that we had have been answered, simply because the starters didn't play much of the game. They did score in every possession in the first half, which was, I mean, you can't do much better than that. Mm-hmm. I think one of those was a field goal, so I guess they could do a little better than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna be picky about this. Uh, ETN, Etning scored for the first time since, or had a, a rushing touchdown since the first game this season. So it was great to see him get back in the end zone. And the highlight of the game was Lynn J. Dixon, his flipping touchdown. <laughs> and I mean that in every sense of the word, word, flipping touchdown at the 124 mark in the first half to which extend was, the score to 38-3. to Which was crazy because the play before that, he had a pretty amazing reach for the end zone, which I wanted to see it again, but the next, before I know it, he just jumps in the end zone and flips <laughs> yeah. over. I was like, well, never mind. That's even cooler than reaching for the end zone. So Yeah, we were <laughs> commenting on, wow, that was a, that was one of the best stretches I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden, here's Lynn J. Dixon flipping over, literally over the offensive and defensive line. Like, didn't land it, though, so he could work <laughs> out it a little bit, but yeah, jumping over the offensive line is impressive. Yeah. We'll give him... Let's give him a 6 out of 10 for that. Six points. Sure, how about that? Why not? <laughs> but yeah, I'd say that was probably my highlight of the game. And he had a pretty good game as well. 
Um, he had 58 yards on eight carries. Congratulations. ETN, by the way, had 61 <laughs> yards. I didn't mean that to be Good sarcastic. By, <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. But ETN had 61 yards. And actually what I like to see most is that Trevor Lawrence didn't have any rushing yards, which means he wasn't running the ball. Thank you I for not running he, Trevor Lawrence in this game. I think they hiked the ball. He took two or three steps in the pocket and threw it. Yeah. And there was no pressure or anything at all. So, Yes, and he did the most of his time in the game. He was 7 of 9 for 94 yards and two touchdowns. He had a QBR of 96.4. Not bad, Trevor. Not bad. And, of course, as Tim Hasselbeck, the ACC Network commentator for the game, Timmy mentioned uh, Trace Bryce. I think he corrected it later in the game. Of course, it's Chase Bryce. Trace. <laughs> it's a trace to begin with. Uh, had a pretty good game as well. I didn't even catch that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't watching the game because it was pretty boring. <laughs> trace Bryce went 5 of 7 for 85 yards and a touchdown. And they even got the third string quarterback in. <laughs> and we suck at this because I don't know how to pronounce his name either. Fulmac? Well, we can't be making fun of people and then not be able to pronounce names ourselves, so. Fomackinac. <laughs> I don't know. He did throw a pick, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why he's the third-string quarterback. Yes, but I do know the coaches are high on him, as I've heard. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. We'll get better at that. We'll find out when our golden boy, Trevor Lawrence, leaves for the NFL. Um, Joe Nangata had a great game. Three catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. I believe that's his first touchdown in his college career, actually. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong on that as well. T. Higgins had one catch for 58 yards. That'll (laughs) do wonders for your average. Of course, it was a touchdown. Uh, Yeah, so the offense came out well. The one thing that, again, I'm not concerned about it, but this has been a consistent concern, I guess. So maybe it is a long-term concern. The defense, or excuse me, the offensive line was still inconsistent in the running game. I didn't feel like, you know, they would break a couple of holes open, which you would expect against Charlotte. But then they would get stuffed on third and short or on the goal line a couple of times that happened. So I do want to see some better, more consistent run blocking from the offensive line. Which there shouldn't have been too much of a reason for that. I know Lawrence came out early in the game, but they kept most of their starters in with the linemen and running backs. Obviously taking Lawrence out, it takes away some of the pass, but you had all the starters in, so they should have done a little bit better with that. It doesn't matter. They could have been playing their third string, and they would have had as much talent on the field as Charlotte at that time. So you would expect the starters to dominate. Again, they've been really good in pass protection, but again, we're getting picky about things that don't matter. It's It's a game that really didn't matter. Yeah, but it is something they can improve on. Mm -hmm. So I hope in the future we see some more improvement. So those were kind of the main takeaways, I'd say. We have buried the lead a bit on this. We have a few extra takeaways. If you were watching the game, the commentators were also reaching for things to talk about because the game was obviously <laughs> out of hand within 10 minutes or five minutes, really, of the of the game starting. And probably the biggest news headline from this game was the fact that a movie was being filmed on location at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> and it's all the commentators could talk about for the whole second quarter. It was pretty cool to see, though. Yeah. So if you didn't know, a new movie is coming out called Safety. And it's about Ray Ray uh, McElrethby, who played at Clemson between 2006 and 2009. And it's a very interesting story. Um, it's a sad story, but also 
a really cool story of how to see the resilience and the love of a brother for a brother. And I, but also Clemson plays a part of this because well, I'll just tell you the story real quick. <laughs> Ray Ray had a brother who was going to be heading into foster care because his father wasn't in the picture and his mother was heading into drug rehab. Uh, and so Ray Ray decided that he wanted to become the legal guardian of his younger brother instead of having him go into foster care, which is an amazing story. But Ray Ray was playing college football for Clemson and he was enrolled at Clemson. Um, so the program helped Ray uh, through this time as he played on the team. And as he was a student, they helped him kind of raise his brother. And it was a really cool story. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm not overly familiar with all the details. It was a little bit before my time, but it is a very cool story. And there are some neat um, pieces out there about the story that have more details. So you should go look at those. But all that to say that Disney is filming a movie about the story and they're focusing on the time that he was at Clemson and the movie is going to is called safety. It's going to be coming out next November and it's only going to be found on Disney plus. You're going to plug into Disney plus now. Look at that. Uh, If they would like to sponsor our show, I would be happy to plug (laughs) them. Although I am plugging them right now and they aren't sponsors of our show. So that defeats the purpose. But anyways, so all that to say they were filming on location during halftime they ran down the hill, so the fans, instead of paying to see one hill run, they saw two <laughs> instead. And it was really cool because nobody left at halftime. Everybody cheered for the team that, and what was also cool is that they were in the attire of the Clemson Tigers of 2006, you know, that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they did a really good job with all the details there, and they actually ran a couple of plays um, during halftime. Now, I, I must say my only complaint with the ACC Network this game is that they didn't give us full-out coverage <laughs> of the opponent, first of all. I don't know who they were playing, <laughs> and I don't know the plays that they were running during halftime. I wish I had seen those. But that was probably the most exciting part of the game, I'd say. Yeah, there. yeah they. I think, <laughs> really, I think they showed more highlights from them preparing to film the action, that, you know, that scene mm-hmm. in the last five minutes of the game than the actual game. <laughs> And I don't blame him for that. But I think the coolest thing about that is when you were saying the guy's name, Ray Ray, I was trying to give him a nickname. I'm like, he doesn't need a nickname. I mean, Ray Ray. And I was saying that because his last name is, is a mouthful. McElrathby. I listened to the pronunciation and I believe that's the correct way. Again, <laughs> that was a little bit before my time. But and it, all to say, you should look it up. I think it'll be a cool, Disney's doing it, so it's bound to be. Interesting, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how you feel about the new Star Wars movies, then you'll find out. Anyway, why are we talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> All right. The next thing, the Off next the extra takeaway that we have for you real quick is that we have some PA announcer controversy. And that's because one of the Clemson players is ticked off today because the PA announcer mispronounced his name after he had a tackle. Obviously, I'm overblowing this a little bit. But Jake Venables the son of the well-respected Brent Venables, uh, had a tackle during the game, and the PA announcer, Dan Gilbert, accidentally said, Brent Venables made the tackle. <laughs> what a joke. Do your job. I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, but And I'm sure Jake is kidding as well. But hey. I'll read you a quick quote after the game. Brent was asked about it, and he said, I heard about it after. Jake did not think it was very funny. I was standing there when the player when the player said that and he was not happy. So he did not find the humor in it, but he'll be fine. Well, 
let's just think of it this way. It could be like Dabo's son who muffed a punt. Ooh. Would you rather be that? Not a great game for Coach's sons. No. <laughs> so I think he should be content for where, where he is, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. He'll, <laughs> he'll be okay, I'm sure. But we, we're, we're here breaking that story for you. We didn't break the story. Somebody else wrote about it, and we're stealing it. So now you know about That's it. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you where I found it, though. <laughs> and finally, actually, there was a funny play. I forget when it was. We were, we were laughing at it. It was when, when did this happen? It, was it, it must have been in the first half when Clemson actually drew Charlotte, off, or not offsides, but the false start. Remember in the first oh, half when yeah. they were like the freaking defense out, was confused. About yeah, it. and I was I was up get, doing something, and I looked over and I was like, "What the heck is going on over <laughs> there?" And I thought they were doing it on purpose. Clemson was like swarming around like a bunch of crazy people, or you might say like Brent Venables did. And I said, if there's a play that ever proved the point that a defense takes on the the persona of a defensive coordinator, it was that, that play. Was it, yeah, because if you see Brent Venables on the sidelines during games, he's going crazy. Going crazy. And this defense, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was so funny. Couldn't tell if they were confused or what they were actually doing. Yeah, but I think we decided on they were confused. I would say so. Yeah. But it worked out well because Charlotte actually had a false start penalty because <laughs> they had no idea what was going on. It was pretty funny. All right, finally, our our final extra for you today was. <laughs> Dang, did a rough get destroyed in <laughs> this game? We shouldn't be laughing about that. I'm sorry. Actually, I should look. I don't know if I could find out if he's actually doing okay today. And he hate to see refs go down, but boy, oh Do boy, you know? did he get pancaked. And uh, he was walking after the game, so he seems to be doing fine. But And he was a tough ref. He came back and he was refing after, you know, continued the game. But hey, it was pretty funny. There, we were reaching for things this game, remember? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's our first time doing this to recap a game just for an episode, so that's right. what you like, get. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll add some, we'll spice it up in the future episodes. I think we'll probably do winners and losers because that's what everybody so does. The game's got to spice up a little bit for us to spice anything up. That's right. Well, speaking of next games, we, uh, Char- or not Charlotte, UNC is not coming to town because Clemson is going to <laughs> Chapel Hill. <laughs> I finally got around to that. There you go. <laughs> Roundabout way. Uh, Clemson has a 94.4% chance of winning. Is that good or bad? Or excuse me, is that correct or incorrect? Should it be higher or lower is what I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, North Carolina lost to Appalachian State earlier this year, so mm. I think it's probably about right. Yeah, Maybe a little and bit Clemson just beat a team that also lost to Appalachian State earlier in the year. Was that correct? Did Appalachian State beat North Carolina? Was yes. that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and Charlotte lost to Appalachian State okay. as well. But then North Carolina also beat South Carolina. So there you go, Clemson fans. Mm, we have a conundrum here. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming up next week. And we will actually give you a little preview. Not a little. We're going to give you an in-depth preview this Thursday or Friday, depending <laughs> again on when the episode <laughs> comes out. This week, as I should say, we will give you a preview of the UNC game. And that game is going to be this Saturday, obviously, at 3.30. It's going to be on ABC, too. So Very good. set your uh, calendars and your schedules. Set your calendars? Aren't the calendars already set? Mine's not. I haven't added it to mine. Do people actually add games to their calendar? No, I think they keep it in their mind all week and they know when it is. Probably. If you're doing anything on a Saturday but watching football, you're doing something wrong. As you, yeah. Right? <laughs> We're not here to judge, but that's our job. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to say that. 
All right. Well, I think that's a good recap as we can provide at this point. (laughs) Again, we will add new and exciting things in future episodes. But thanks for listening to the first ever recap. We'll be back again later this week with a little preview and our normal episode, minus a recap, obviously, of the Charlotte game. We're looking forward to it. Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you didn't know this, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, at Clemson Podcast. All right, folks. Thanks for joining me, Carter. This was fun. (laughs) This was a terrible dismount. We will see you (laughs) later in the week. See you later. best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, join our community of all in Clemson tiger fans. Just search for Clemson podcast. This was the all in Clemson tigers podcast, the official unofficial podcast of the Clemson tigers.